We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, for years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke says. Hello, hello, and welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective. I'm your host, Brooke says, conservative pray patriot, proud, deplorable, and columnist on brooktalksamerica.com. That's Brooke with an E. Connect on all the interwebs. If you'd like to partner and be a sponsor of the show, let me know. We also have a donate button on the website, and we have new merch in the shop. I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who's the former deputy director for intelligence at U.S. Central Command. He served on the White House National Security Council and currently is the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP chairman. So you know the deal from hot topics to history. You can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. And of course, you are listening to us on AM860, The Answer, Salem Media Group. You can listen to archived podcasts of this show on my website. And also, I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is also on every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., both on this station, Salem Media Group, on AM860, The Answer. Also, my podcast is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podomatic. So let's get to the jelly. Uh, my guest today is Francesca DiPaola. She is a member of the Un- New York Young Republicans Club and on the board as the philanthropy chair. So she has a good spirit of giving, especially now at the holidays, which is great to know for young people. Francesca is also chair of Homes for Veterans, which provides barrier-free projects such as roll-in showers and wheelchair ramps for veterans that fall through the cracks of federally funded programming. Uh, in addition to her work, her work for veterans, which we'll be getting into, next month she'll be running a program through the Young Republicans in support of the Blue Lives Matter organization. You have likely seen her on the show War Room Pandemic with Steve Bannon on their Thanksgiving special, which was great. The website for Homes for Veterans is homesforveterans.us, and they are on Facebook and Instagram, and their email is info at homesforveterans.us. And with that, welcome to the show, Francesca. Thanks for coming on. Hi, Brooke. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Your program is incredible. Thank you so much. And so um, I understand from your website that the way this came about during the 2009 recession, your father, Doug, was specifically moved by a Vietnam veteran that became homeless. Uh, and that after hearing his story, your father knew that he had to do something to help the men and women who serve the country have suitable housing, which led him to the founding of your organization. So tell us about that, uh, Homes for Heroes, and how you became involved with them. Yes. So absolutely. My dad, um, he, my dad was not a veteran because he was born in 1959. So when he was old enough to sign up, um, they're just, it was kind of peacetime, you know, we're Italian. My dad wanted to have a family. And then, like you said, when the recession hit and he found out there was all these homeless veterans, he was like, you know, this is actually a good way for me to kind of serve in my own way. Um, so we started the organization really on his own. My mom also was very involved, but my dad really spearheaded it and grew it. Um, to what it is today. And then um, as the people that follow me know, and um, like I spoke about on the Bannon show, um, I lost my dad really suddenly and extremely tragically to COVID in April. Yes, I'm so sorry to hear about that. Thank you. Thank you. So um, 
my plan was because he was in ICU for 20 really long, horrible days. I was taking over the organization and I had kind of been helping him. And, um, I thought, you know, he'll come out of the hospital and everything will be taken care of. Um, and then obviously that never happened. And I had, I was like, I'm not going to let this go. You know, we were helping so many people. My dad was helping so many veterans, um, that the VA, the VA is great and they do so much, but they just can't do everything. There's a lot of circumstances that they just can't right. cover. Um, so, I took it over, you know, my mom still helps in, you know, the ways that she can, which is awesome. Um, my brother has gotten involved too. Um, and so that's kind of how I took on this role. And then through the summer we were locked down mm-hmm. so intensely and I'm, you know, crazy. I need to be working. I need to be doing things. And, um, and then that's why I found the young Republicans in Manhattan, um, they were doing so many things as well. And I thought, let me connect to them and see if they can kind of help me find some veterans in New York. And they were, yeah, they were great. And they were, they were so supportive. They, you know, they were like, we're so sorry to what happened with what happened to you, but we want to help the organization. And they saw what I was doing and they said, look, we have a opening on, uh, we need a philanthropy chair and do you want to do it? Uh, And I was like, yeah, of course. I, I want to do anything. You know, I'm not working right now. So let's go. Let's do it. And so that's how that ended up happening. Well, great. And, it, you, you know, it, it obviously helps under the circumstances that your father had a background in construction management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So what are some of the things that you do to modify the homes? So we do a lot of roll-in showers. A lot of guys, they're in wheelchairs, whether they're elderly and they end up in wheelchairs or they come back and they're missing, you know, limbs. Uh, They can't step over the tub. It's a huge hazard. They fall all the time. So they're already injured, then they're getting re-injured. A lot of these guys, they're wives or their mothers are their caregivers who all have their own own issues so we do the roll-in shower so they can we widen the doorway of the bathroom we'll do the roll-in shower they can wheel right in there and shower and it's a game changer for them we do wheelchair ramps um especially now with the pandemic these guys they couldn't even get out of the house just to like be in the front yard or the backyard right right. you know we were complaining oh you know oh these walks we were going of course they just wanted to get outside Um, so the wheelchair ramp is massive and then other things like we'll lower the cabinets so they can just, you know, have access, you know, we're talking about soldiers that are so independent. They don't want someone to reach up to a cabinet for them. Right. So those are just really simple things. I mean, it's an expensive project to redo a bathroom and a shower, but, um, it's simple as far as it's an everyday thing that we take for granted. We don't even think about stepping over the tub into the shower. Right. Well, and that's amazing. Um, So there's no cost to them and you can go and donate on the website. The other thing that I found, you know, I was looking at your website. It's it's not just it's you're also doing things like care packages that you're now doing. I know you said you took some care packages with things like toiletry and books and puzzles to uh, like Lions Veterans Hospital in New Jersey. But it's also something interesting is that there was a storm this year up there and something like a chimney that if you have an elderly veteran that can't get up there uh, I know you had one couple that was uh, one veteran was um, served he was drafted and served for six years he never suffers from Alzheimer's and weak legs and his wife had to you know is taking care of him so that was something that you did it's not just you know it's not just inside home this was something that could be done outside I mean I've 
I, I don't like your governor. He's a he's crazy and he's like really locking down the state insanely. But obviously these are things that we all take, you know, we don't really think about. But when you have someone who's elderly, particularly like or who's injured, these are things that are not only difficult to do, but then they can be costly. So donating to organizations such as yours is very helpful. And, you know, what I like about your story is that you're young, you know, you're a young person who's involved. Obviously, you know, I'm partial to you because you're a Republican. But the fact that, you know, young people are involved, and they understand, you know, watching you on um, Steve Bannon's show, that you have a patriotic spirit because of your family, you know, and you have that in you. And it's very important for young people to follow your example for that and understand that there are people that have served and sacrificed for your freedoms. Right. Absolutely. And um, that's what I always try to say, too, is veteran uh, needs. That's so bipartisan. Right. Because if you're an American. Right. Exactly. It should be. And that's what I try to tell um, everyone and anyone I encounter. So my politics um, shouldn't even matter. Right. Because if you're an American, these guys fought for everyone, every person. And the the reason why me and you can have this conversation and be on our iPhones and going to Starbucks and doing what we want to do and and having chasing our dreams is because somebody out out there was dying and keeping, you know, the foreign enemies off of our land. They didn't ask, you know, are you a Republican? Okay, I'm going to go fight for you. No, they fight for everybody. They don't care about the color of your skin. They don't care about if you're a woman. They don't care if you're a man. And that's why, you know, the veterans and the soldiers, like everyone should agree that we can help them. Um, And I just think my generation especially should understand that. And that's why too, um, the flag and the anthem, my dad was you know, we always flew a flag in our front yeah. yard. That was huge. And um, those were things that growing up, I didn't think about politics. I was a young kid. I didn't think about politics. I was a child, you know what I mean? And um, we, I just did it. You know, my dad would see a military person in, you know, McDonald's, wherever we were, and just pay for them, you know, say thank you, things like that. And that's not political. That's just American. Right. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Certainly it certainly it should be. And I like the fact that you have that mentality and hopefully there will be others, you know, of your age group that are inspired by you and by what you're doing. Um, I just want to reiterate that the the website for Homes for Veterans is homesforveterans.us and you're on Facebook and Instagram. The email is info at homesforveterans.us. U.S. And Francesca, I want to thank you for being an inspiration to me and for the work that you and your family are doing for veterans. And hopefully, like I said, you know, we've talked about is that this should not be a bipartisan issue to love your country and to serve those who have served us and given us the right to be free. And with that, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It is my absolute pleasure. Thank you for all you do. You're amazing. It's so my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, God bless. And you're listening to Brook Talks America. We will be right back. More Brook Talks America coming up. To Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. And, you know, the lockdowns never end. Apparently, we're in 
15, we're in month nine of 15 days to flatten the curve. Remember that? Remember that deliciousness? 15 days. And uh, it's amazing. Thanks to the Trump economy, they haven't actually been able to crush the entire country, just predominantly the areas where Democrats, uh, dictators rule over, obviously. So, but it's just really sad, you know, and there have been lots of videos that have come out. There's one that... um, there's an, the owner of the Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill in Sherman Oaks made a really sad video. Her name is Angela Marston. She posted a heartbreaking video of the – she had these tables, you know, in California, New Jersey, New York, all these, these places. They have had to spend a lot of money to conform their businesses for outdoor dining because they said you couldn't have indoor dining. Well, in order to do that, you have to – they have to spend money. They're not getting compensated for that. And and. You know, remember, they're still going to be expected to pay taxes on whatever they make. So they have to spend extra money. They're not getting compensated. They'll likely not get a tax reduction. You know, maybe a few of them will have good creative accountants that do that. But they have to spend all this money. And now all of these flakes in uh, New York has done it. New Jersey, I believe, California, they can't make up their mind. Actually, they do make up their mind, which is to crush the businesses. And they just have the power, which is what they want. But she made a video, you know, in uh, in L.A. And Garcetti, who's another greasy one. I call Gavin Newsom greasy Gavin, but this guy's also greasy as all. She posted a video where she had these outdoor tents. Her business is closed, but literally right across the parking lot, the there is a there is something which is allowed to be open that Garcetti allowed, which is a film company. So a movie studio is able to have outdoor tents and tables because that's not unsafe. That's not a threat. That's not scary to the liberals. But her having her business open without open air tents and tables is this is just another example. And why is this? Because the film industry is predominantly liberal, likely to support Democrats, so that's okay. But the small business, which is, you know, I imagine there are small businesses that support Democrats. I can't imagine why. But generally, they support Republicans. So that's kind of how it works. Isn't that interesting? Same thing as Greasy Gavin and London Breed eating indoors at the French Laundry, which is one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive restaurants in the country. But you minions can't. Right. The mayor of Austin say the same thing. Stay home, stay inside from his hotel room in Cabos, San Lucas. He apologized, of course. Right. As did Greasy Gavin, but only because he got caught. They're they're not even hiding it anymore. They just they just mocking us. They're laughing at us. Right. But. Greasy Gavin, as it again is added again, he has new shutdowns for the state. Right. Californians and everywhere need to resist this liberal tyranny at all costs because it's absolutely ridiculous. I want you to listen to this clip of this guy. It's a Michigan small business owner. He goes viral. He was on uh, the the local TV crew, whatever, was doing a an episode on this situation, and he fought back. He talked to them, and he said what was happening to his business, and they were questioning him as to whether or not it was the right thing to do. The details on why the judge said no. Tavarius, uh-huh. is everything okay? okay? My government leaders have abandoned me. Are you are you the owner? Of, Four trillion dollars of stimulus money. They gave it to who? 
Special interest groups and campaign donors. I'm Dave Morris. I own the place. So what's going on? What's going on? You know what's going on. Tell me. You tell me. Hey, we got a government that has taken the stimulus money. They gave it to special campaign donors. They gave it to special interests. They abandoned me, and they have put me in a position where I have to fight back. Okay? So do you feel that this is the right thing to do? Absolutely. I feel everybody needs to stand up. Hey, listen. There was enough money to give every family, every family in this country, $20,000 to go home for two months. They chose to give it to special interests and campaign donors, the Kennedy Space Center, and they abandoned us. So you could have given me money. I'd gladly walk away for 60 days and let this virus settle down. I'm not going to do it alone. Okay. Are you going to continue to violate the state's orders and this stay open? This is a sta state order. This isn't an order. This is a conspiracy. This is a tyranny. What do you want to tell other restaurant owners who... Wake up. Stand up. This is America. Be free. I got patriots coming out supporting me. So, Newsflash America, these are your paid representatives, but they do not represent you. Such to the extent that even CNN's Brianna Keeler and MSNBC, which is what I call it, Joyless Reed, even criticized Democrats for their hypocrisy. That's something that they rarely do. Okay? So, even they're recognizing that it's a really bad look for all of these Democrats to talk about one thing and do another. Remember the video of Nancy with her hair salon? You had Lori Lightfoot. All of these, there's been like one Republican who's actually done it, and the rest of them are Democrats. They don't care about you. One of the worst things, though, is that Nancy Pelosi, remember that glorious video of her with the ice cream, right? The $8 an hour, um, a pint ice cream in her $5,000 freezer. She doesn't care about you, America. She does not care about you. Here's a clip of her where she actually admits withholding coronavirus relief. Why? Because she thinks that there's a new president. She said she she actually admits that it was a decision because supposedly the new president President-elect, which they're calling him Biden, bumbling Biden, a.k.a. China Joe, is a man of science, whereas the current president is not. I have to accept half of a loaf months ago. He said, I'm not going to accept half a loaf. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Now, don't, don't characterize what we did before as a mistake, as a preface to your question, if you want an answer. That was not a mistake. It was a decision, and it has taken us to a place where we can do the right thing without other, shall we say, considerations in the legislation that we don't want. Now, that is it. Now, th the fact is, I'm very proud of where we are. You know, the Michigan businessman, the Sherman Oaks businesswoman, and all of the other business people, business owners around the country, who are the people that make the country work, they're the victims of Democrat and ice cream Nancy's vindictiveness. You need to remember that. I mean, this election is over, right? Uh, so there's nothing you can do right now, but you have to remember that this is this is really unacceptable. And this is another one, which is L.A. Mayor Garcetti. He's talking about I, I called this a long time ago, right? He's talking about canceling everything like Newsom is. I told you they they took every important holiday for American citizens, right? Independence Day, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, couldn't have any parades. They had to retread, retract on the uh, Reese Across America. Originally, Arlington National Cemetery was not going to do Reese Across America, but there was such an outrage that Trump put a stop to that and said, yes, you will be doing Reese Across America. But this is Garcetti 
talking about what he thinks that you should do at Christmas. These numbers don't reflect last week's record-breaking numbers. They don't reflect yet the Thanksgiving effect of time spent together with families when many people were gathering and traveling in defiance of public health warnings. My message couldn't be simpler. It's time to hunker down. It's time to cancel everything. And if it isn't essential, don't do it. Don't meet up with others outside your household. Don't host a gathering. Don't attend a gathering. And following our targeted safer at home order, if you're able to stay home, stay home. He's a clown. None of these people believe it's dangerous or science. They just like having the power to do it. And it's going to be up to us Americans to take our power back. Okay, like that Michigan uh, small business owner, he's a restaurant owner, said, you need to practice being free. Take back your country. It may involve risk. Okay, we have the power. We are the people. We have the power. So we need to show them. Okay. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but we need to show them what it means, right? Um, Some good news, which is rare to find, it seems, along this poem, and I don't really mean to be like Debbie Downer all the time. I'm just reporting things as they're going on, is that the Beverly Hills City Council once voted to oppose L.A. County's outdoor dining ban, saying that you had to have proof that it was dangerous. So thank God for them. And an L.A. judge orders county officials to provide evidence that um, the outdoor dining ban. So this is all part of the Great Reset. Okay, this is what is happening. Only if you resist, we have to resist this before it's too late. At a certain point, there won't be anything to come back from. Okay, resist now. It's nine months already. Show them that you are the power. We need to do it. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim, and we will be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. Visit on Facebook. Search Brooke Talks And now your host, Brooke says. So, Jim, we got to talk about the election. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that I want to I have a bunch of clips that I want to play. But, you know, this Georgia is the focus, uh, obviously, right now in terms of there is an upcoming election. There's obviously a lot going on with the other states and we'll get into that. But this this was amazing to me after you had that video that that uh, Rudy and and, um, Jenna Ellis played with the. What looks like completely devastating, from what I understand, they didn't even know that they were being recorded. So they're trying to do a lot of spin on this. Apparently, the guy Sterling in Georgia is freaking out because they didn't know about this tape. So they're showing the but the Georgia election officials warned the judge that if they are not allowed to wipe the the machines clean, there could be grave and serious consequences. That's one of the things that they've gone back and forth about. These are supposedly Republicans that are in charge of that state that are not doing anything. And we're going to get into something very bad about Purdue in a second is, um, but they're not like, they're not doing anything. So you have this video out there where they're, they got caught pulling out suitcases full of ballots to count while no one's in the room. You have what, six states, five or six states that on election night, stop counting, 
just imagine we talked about this, you know, on the show. Just imagine if they were Demo- if they were Republican states that all of a sudden just stopped counting and they kicked all their Democrats out and they said, no, we're not going to do any counting. But then all of a sudden you start counting it again while all the Republicans are out in the room. It wouldn't even be possible. But you had the video of that woman, Ruby, who not only took the the uh, the suitcases out, right, and started counting the ballots and apparently ran the same ballots through three times in batches, which could be thousands of ballots, right? But she also, there's another video out there where she actually has a pass of the USB uh, drive. So it's absolutely stunning that they're acting like this didn't happen and that there's nothing to see here, folks. What do you think? Well, this is the whole pattern of the Democratic Party and how they do things and they've been doing it this way for years. Here's the big question you have to ask. They're talking about the result of the elections were free and fair and everything was fine. Well, if that's the case, you should have no problem being totally transparent, opening it up, let everybody look at everything, let everybody review all. What are you trying to hide? Exactly. Every single American should be asking the question, if it was fair, what are you trying to hide? Be transparent. Show everything. There's nothing there to hide. What's wrong? There's no criminal activity. What are you trying to hide? This whole thing was scheduled, pre-planned. The six states that are contested right now were selected for a reason. Right. They have Democrat governors, Democrat legislators in a lot of their key uh, counties. They have Democrat supervisors of elections. These people knew this is going to be, they were going to be tapped to fill in the blanks if Joe Biden needed the blanks. And trust me, they filled in the blanks just for Joe Biden, hundreds of thousands of ballots between yeah. all the states. No other down ballot candidates, just Joe Biden. It's so obvious. And the, and the information that we're seeing and the evidence that is coming out, you know, the information that Sidney Powell has and Rudy has and Lynn Wood has and many of the others in all the states that are doing this. Amistad Project, too. It's They're the doing Amistad great. Amistad Project, absolutely. All these states and all this was pre-planned. And the, and the word went out in the middle of the night, we need to move ballots from New York to Pennsylvania because <laughs> we're short here. So, so uh, the, but in the military, we have a thing called pre-positioning where you put weapons, supplies, whatever it is, right. ammo in places you are going to need it when the time comes. Well, they had ballots pre-positioned. They had their Dominion servers that do two things. One, they flip votes. And two, they will tabulate and tell you, you need to make up 200,000 votes and you can do it in these counties because it will, will look more natural if you do it in these counties. And, you know, the truck driver from New York yep. who went to Pennsylvania was told to go to Harrisburg and then said, no, you need to go here. And he was like, oh, OK, I see what's going on here. He knew that he had a truckload of ballots coming from New York. How do ballots from New York work in Pennsylvania? You know, so you have to investigate that aspect. And that should be a federal that should be a federal offense if you're trafficking across state lines. Right. I mean, that's exactly. And that's that. we No one has even discussed that. I'm sure the lawyers for the Trump campaign so. have looked at that, too. And I, I hope so, too. Thank God for the whistleblowers uh, I mean, and the patriots. And the whistleblowers, they are the true patriots because mm-hmm. they're putting themselves on the line here. 
coming out and making these statements. They're signing affidavits. They've got hundreds, if not thousands of affidavits being being presented. And every day, more and more people are coming forward saying, I witnessed this, I saw this. The Democrats are literally scared to death because they never thought it was going to be uncovered. And they're fearful of how this is going to play out. Uh, you know, Sidney Powell came out yesterday. Stop, you know, the, the disinformation that's going out there with, well, you have to have this done by this date and have to have that done by that date. She's basically coming out and saying, you know, we've got plenty of time between now and the certain days when things yeah. have to happen, December 8th, December 14th, January 6th, to get this in. And there's even uh, there's even opportunities for to present stuff all the way up until inauguration and even after, depending on the degree of the crime that is is um, determined. So, God, I hope so this is what's scaring the Democrats. This is why they are pushing so hard to convince people that Joe Biden is the president-elect, which is a which is a false term anyway, and trying to get all these things happen, getting him in through his transition, to getting that going. So this is this is you have to look at the reaction of Democrats and their total deniability. You know, especially in the ballots in Georgia where this happens, and oh, we've already disputed this. This is wrong. Had no clue of the timing when that evidence came. Twelve hours before that, it was released publicly, and they would not have any time to know that. They didn't even know they were being recorded. Thank exactly. God for the security cameras at that arena. Exactly. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke says here with Colonel Jim, and we will be right back. More Brook Talks America coming up. the people must stop buying into the atrocious lies perpetrated by those wanting to force us to take Corona China virus vaccines. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. Individuals like Bill Gates, Henry Kissinger, Joe Biden, and others believe they should play God and depopulate their earth. It was Henry Kissinger who stated in 2009 to the World Health Organization Council on Eugenics Depopulation should be the highest priority of foreign policy towards the third world. Once the herd accepts mandatory forcible vaccination, it's game over. They will accept anything, forcible blood or organ donation for the greater good. Control sheep's minds and you control the herd. Vaccine makers stand to make billions, and many of you in this room today are investors. It's a big win-win. We thin out the herd, and the herd pays us for providing extermination services. Now... What's for lunch, huh? To allow ourselves to accept the dreadful vaccines being brought forth is not only unacceptable for us, but a tragedy. We will answer to God for allowing such madness to be foisted upon our children and children's children. Wake up, America, or forget about it. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. You're listening to us on AM860, The Answer on Salem Media Group. 
This show is brought to you by 656 Hot Sauce. It's a locally made company product. It's 100% veteran owned. Check out their website. Tell them Brooke sent you 656corp.com. And that was another excellent Edwards notebook from Ron Edwards. Thanks so much for that. So, Jim, before we get started, I wanted to play a little clip. Here's when CNN was talking specifically about voter fraud and Smartmatic. U.S. voting machine companies, the U.S. government did not review the sale. Many experts say those voting machines were manipulated in Venezuela to give President Hugo Chavez a victory. Exit polls done by the U.S. firm Penn Schoen in Berlin had Chavez losing 41% to 59%. But the next day, Chavez declared victory, reversing the score, saying he won 59% of the vote. Everything was computed in the favor of the government. So uh, the, the, the only explanation is that the Smartmatic machines had been programmed in that way. A Harvard mathematician crunched the numbers on the Venezuelan election. It had, had to be the Smartmatic system. All these machines talk to a central computer and report on their results. And in, in, that, in that mechanism, as they communicate with the center, the central machine can report anything. Smartmatic is technically based in Boca Raton, Florida, but the president of the company, Jack Blaine, testified to the Chicago City Council. Fewer than a dozen Smartmatic employees work in Florida. The majority of the workers are based in Venezuela. Isn't it interesting that they don't seem at all concerned now about that? They were very concerned then, and I played a clip last week on our show. Uh, but they don't seem too—they don't seem too concerned about that, do they? Well, of course not, because none of this was supposed to be publicized or or, or uncovered for that part. Now they're now they're realizing what's going on, and we have, you know, the lawsuits going on. And- Weren't they expecting Trump to just concede and say, "Okay, you won. That's it. Well, it's interesting if you go back before the elections. Remember, during the the debates, they were asking Trump, if you lose, will you, you know, willfully and openly and freely concede? They wanted to get a statement from them on that. And he would not commit to it, which sometimes makes me wonder. Maybe he knew something was up, and I, you know, I believe he did too. So, I, I, you know, the way this whole thing is playing out, it's, it's, it's a cat and mouse game, so to speak, from the standpoint of how much does Trump and his folks know? How much did they not expect to find out anything? And so it's, you know, they're also suing the Trump team, and the, their suits are trying to stop Trump's lawsuits in court. Yeah. So they're, you know. You don't hear about their lawsuits against Trump, but they're they're on the defensive right now. And I'm, and I'm telling people they pay attention. They are on the defensive because they didn't expect that Trump was going to push back like this. And they didn't, they didn't expect this much in, this much to be exposed. Well, I don't know. I watch uh, I saw some tweets from Mark Elias, who's just a demonic lawyer. And he was saying that today it was I think it was either yesterday or today was going to be the strongest day of lawsuits. So stay tuned. That's what they said. So they gamed this whole thing out. But here's a clip that, uh, you know, it almost seems like a foretelling of what it actually does, not even almost, but a foretelling of what we'd be facing now. This was, you know, this is kind of 1984 stuff. They always kind of tell you what they're going to be doing. This was from a TV show with Jeff Goldblum and Laura Linney. Election will be a fraud. Here, here it is in the sense of the light of day. The people are voting. There is an election. The democratic process has worked. The only sour note, 
they won't end up with the person that they voted for to be the President of the United States. But we can celebrate the process. The democratic process, which we hold so dear, will have worked efficiently, effectively. Everybody's ultimately going to be satisfied unless somebody uh, discloses indiscriminately, willy-nilly, America votes. A leader is chosen. But one thing could disturb this beatific vision. I just want to be truthful. Perception of legitimacy is more important than legitimacy itself. That's the greater truth. You want to know what's the heart and soul of every American? They believe their vote counts. And now you want to tell them that's not true? But, but, but what? But the results of the election will be wrong. One candidate will win because of computer error. He will? Yes. How do we know that? I'm telling you. Based on what? Guessing. Listen, this is your project, Eleanor. If you want to tinker with it for future elections, it's not only your prerogative, I encourage you. The Delacroix voting system is your baby. You're a perfectionist. Bless your heart. I support you 100%. You want to make it more perfect. But do it alone and with an eye to the future because it is the future that interests us. Now is the past. Now, does that sound familiar or what? This was a TV show I know, but they basically tell you that they are going to orchestrate this software company because that's what it was about she was talking about it and they're going to orchestrate this election so they're going to let the minions think that they actually had something but it's not actually real and that's what they've done in this case yeah absolutely um and listening to some of the responses of the of the local democrats and state democrats in in the contested states you can almost tell by the tone of their voice if there's video the expression on their face they are they are off guard because they didn't expect the evidence to come out the way it's coming out. I mean, they never expected um, poll workers and watchers and, yeah. and other people to come out and actually submit affidavits. And people have to understand affidavits are serious legal documents. They're not hearsay. They're not like the mainstream media can say something from in the context of, oh, well, this didn't happen. These are these are people who a lot of them are putting their positions on the line. They could lose their jobs because once they're they're out in public and they're having done that, people might say, why do I want that person working for me? If they're willing to squeal on a on a Democrat party, on a political process, are they willing to reveal something maybe that's going on in my company that I don't want people to know about or other employees to know about? So this this is this is a serious matter the media will tell you there's nothing to look at here pay no attention walk away they're doing that because they're pushing the disinformation and the misinformation and the propaganda that's their comeback nothing here is serious this is the republicans donald trump he's a sore loser right. so he's filing these lawsuits now this is serious stuff and if we don't fix it if we don't fix it it sets a precedent and it's there for the future. And we will never, ever again have a free or fair election. We'll have a socialist communist style election where the part, this, the one party system says, here's the candidate, just like Fidel Castro, just like this, the former Soviet Union leaders. It was all rubber stamped going through the motion. They're going to they're going to pick the candidate. The Republicans will never have an opportunity to put a candidate forward forward seriously because yeah. it, the fix will be in. This will be the way it's done. Well, and not only that, but you simply cannot just 
act like 74, 75, 80 million, whatever it is, American citizens have voted and you think you're just going to sweep them under the rug like they're not going to do something. Okay, it's hot out there, folks. I'm just telling you, people are really upset. You had nine months of a pandemic on that, business shutdowns, no money, all this kind of stuff. They, they're not going to get away with it. But anyway, so what is uh, the status of the recounts and the uh, lawsuits and the forensic audits in the states that are that they're looking at? Well, you know, there's every state has has multiple lawsuits. There's and, and, and I have to say some of some of these these uh, lawsuits. And I think there's going to be a new one coming out. Um, I believe it was in Yuma, Arizona where poll watchers, Republicans, were put in handcuffs and let wow. out of the building. Wow. Um, that is, that's, that's, that's bigger to me than, uh, you know, the ballots in the suitcases under the table. And, you, you know, this, this, this is Gestapo tactics that they used that they thought they could get away with. And, and, and you just have to wonder what, what were they thinking? So there's, there's going to be a, as Sidney Powell's been saying and, and Rudy has been saying and others, there's there's many, many more lawsuits to come. And, you know, being a strategy kind of person, I like to look at it. Are they gaming ones? Are they watching what happens? How does this lawsuit go? How is it countered in this state or in this county? And will they drop another one? So there's kind of a, a, a chess game going on here, I believe, with the lawsuits. How many do we need to go? Do how how many do we need to pile on? Not that not that piling on is the way to go, but what you know the Democrats are pushing back and they're denying yeah. things and they're and so you, you, the lawyers behind the scenes, uh, you know you you see the big faces of Rudy Giuliani and Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell and, and a few others. You don't see the hundreds of other lawyers who are behind the scenes um, working working these lawsuits and working the challenges uh, and, and the day-to-day things going on in, in, in the different levels of courts in the different states and counties. So there's, there's a lot more that's going to come out of this. And, you know, like you said, we just have to stand by and see. Well, I have to say this is, uh, you know, it's stunning. I mean, we have we could really talk for this issue for the whole time but we do have other things we want to talk about um although so we have to just see what's happening with the dominion with the georgia lawsuit with the trump has a rally there um and what's going on with that but there was one thing that was interesting it was the democrat operatives in nevada and the even after hunter biden's firm screwed over the native americans the democrats hired the native american uh hired people to go and offer the native american tribes in um Nevada gifts and cards and everything to vote for Biden. So it's pretty ironic that that happened. Not surprising. Nothing ever surprises me with them. But here's one little clip that I just want to play on Purdue because Trump is had a rally for him today. Okay, so by the time you're listening to this, this will have already happened. He will have had a rally for Loeffler and Purdue. And this is what Purdue actually says on some of the things that the the, uh, the Biden uh, camp has been talking about in terms of their foreign policy. I believe, Norm, and you and I have talked about this privately, is that we have the potential, if we have a Senate majority and a majority in the Senate on the Republican side, that Mitch McConnell could indeed negotiate 
with uh, Biden in a way that we haven't seen in, in, you know, two or three administrations. I think if we keep these two seats, we have an opportunity to do something that maybe we lost in the last administration between Pelosi and Trump. That was just a bridge too far to, to think that we were going to get them to negotiate. But here we have Biden and uh, McConnell, who are ex-colleagues in the Senate, who are known negotiators, who if Biden can get away from this extreme part of his party, he might make some deal. Now, keep it in mind that this is only part of the exchange, but this is going to make this is already making Trump supporters very angry and rightfully so that he refers to Biden in this way and Trump in this way. But anyways, very uh, kind of quickly, let's talk about the couple big news that happened this week. One is just stunning, stunning, stunning. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. It shouldn't be stunning. But Judge Sullivan says that he will undo General Michael Flynn's pardon by President Trump. What is going on with that? I can't with this judge. Oh, it, it might be a lot of disinformation and distraction and conjecture just to, you know, cause Distract. General Flynn. You know, they all feared that Flynn, once he was freed, so to speak, he would be joining the Trump campaign uh, prior to the election or coming back on board in some capacity. And so Mike Flynn has been out there pushing some things in the background. Um, and if and if it, it, this would be this would set a new precedent where a judge could overturn a presidential pardon. Unbelievable. And that has a number of things that I was talking about it last night with some folks over dinner. And I said, well, just think. If this was happening, who would who who would over you know they're looking at it from the aspect of a a Joe Biden presidency who would stop and you know Biden and who would stop Sullivan from doing that there would be there would be no more opportunity by someone to sue and stop it I mean it would probably have to go to the Supreme Court I mean that would be an unprecedented situation but on the other hand just think what. Trump could do, could he get a judge to unpardon? Mark Rich that, said. That, you know, I, I just think this judge is trying to keep some degree of relevance. He should lose his law license. Yeah, he should. To never practice again because he's violated, you know, on multiple levels in, in how he's doing this. And, you know, I don't know. I haven't heard any more on it, so we'll have to see. Okay, so one last thing. So the Pentagon plot, this is making them crazy. Uh, We talked about it last week where he Trump had taken some people, some officials out of the the Pentagon. You explained it. Explain it again, just to refresh. And then there, uh, Pentagon blocks visits to military spy agents by the Biden transition team. Talk about that a little bit. Okay, the first part is um, Trump replaced a number of Pentagon officials, political appointees who serve at the pleasure of the president. The president can fire, remove, whatever, any political appointee within the executive branch of government that he wants. If he feels that he's lost trust, he's lost confidence, he's lost uh, support, what have you, the president can- For any reason whatsoever. For any reason, just because he doesn't like the tie. Yes, he doesn't like your tie, exactly, I was just gonna say. You know, he can do that. Every single federal, employee who is a political employee knows this. Of course, this is the media spin making a big deal about it. The Democrats have to throw something on it. The Republicans would do the same thing if it happened, and it, and it has happened under Democrat presidents. But but it's we're, we're in the middle, middle of a political brouhaha with the election, so it's getting more uh, relevance and, and 
It, right. It, so what about this uh, uh, military Trump, spy agency? Here's the thing. Trump needs loyalists in there at a critical time. He got rid of some old hats who have been around for years, you know, Henry Kissinger and, and a few others. And he put in people that he trusts to deal with. The, this is policy level stuff at the Pentagon. He needs them there because there's so much going on uh, that – you know, I see potential opportunities where the Democrats may try to get footholds in the Pentagon and do things uh, to work against Trump and to work against the American people. And so that's what he's doing. As far as not letting them in the spy agencies, you know, this is this is spin by the media. I think it first started, came out of The Washington Post. Nobody has been blocked from going to the these are the Pentagon-run spy agencies, the NSA, Defense Intelligence Agency. The Pentagon controls most of the spy agencies. Most people didn't know that. They just have been dragging their feet on scheduling their appointments with going over there. These are, these meetings are supposed to start next week. Um, it's part of the the limited transition stuff, and it, it means nothing. Um, but he shouldn't have media. access because he's all chummy chummy with China, who's our greatest enemy in the world. And I don't even think he should even be able to have intelligence briefings or anything. But apparently some Americans have voted for this guy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, Biden was probably getting intelligence briefings anyway because he's a former vice president mm -hmm. and we give access to former presidents and vice presidents. And so, you know, whether he's reading the stuff and cognizant of what he's <laughs> reading, not. that's a whole nother thing. He's got too many other things going on and he's, uh, you know, I have to laugh at the, the latest story about how he broke his leg. Oh he my was, God. He was taking a shower and he reached out to grab his dog's tail. I'm like, <laughs> It just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Absolutely. It's crazy. Well, we could use three more hours about this and everything else. Thank you, Jim, for being on the show as always. Thank you for uh, talking about that stuff. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, with Colonel Jim, every week, Saturday, 7 p.m. on Salem Media Group, AM860, The Answer. Be there, be square. Conservative as always. American patriot as always. Pray for the country. Got to do it. Pray for Trump. See you next week. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.